Hi guys, welcome back to Grim Sessions. It's Lainey. It's Olivia. Yeah. Woo. Today, <laughs> this is my episode. It's all around. It's all around me. It's all about me. Yes. Leo Moon. I had my episode, um, the second episode. So now it's Olivia's turn. Yeah. If you haven't seen that already, check it out. So this is episode quattro four. This is episode four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Episode four is all about me. all right actually it's not all about me it's about the russians Ooh, the russians oh russian all right i love this i'm so excited i can't wait my story is going to be awesome and you know it now i'm excited i do but i haven't haven't heard about it yeah you told me something that i had no idea about yeah i was just like this is really 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 good and i was like what what (laughs) what yeah um i'm excited so how's y'all's um week been how's yours um my week's been pretty i don't remember what i ate for breakfast (laughs) i'm just kidding um no it's it's been boring really i don't remember anything really ever so nothing happens i just work and hang out with you guys yeah so it's pretty boring i'm just kidding (laughs) mine's been too i haven't done much at all per usual other than work and go home um actually there has been some pretty cool things though because um we changed our hours at work yeah um like to later but like we keep on i've i work at like a dairy queen i work at a dairy queen no i work at a dairy queen and it's just a dairy queen that only serves ice cream um and the past few days that i've been working we just keep on running out of ice cream because, like, one of our freezers at our other store is broken. But, like, point is, is we keep on running out of ice cream. And Imagine. she has been letting us... What if she finds out we have a podcast <laughs> and listens and then she starts changing her ways? <laughs> anyway, uh, she keeps on letting us, like, close early, like, 8, 8.30, which is earlier than we usually close anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that's been All something pretty well. nice. Yeah. That's so, good. I'm excited. That's going we have 17 followers on the Instagram. <laughs> on the Instagram. It's grown by two. <laughs> um, that, I like my job. I like my job. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, some days, you know, it's work. Ugh. Work. Work sucks. But, like, yeah. besides that, I really like it. Like, I like talking to people. At least you're people. getting paid. And- I get paid well. They give me good tips. Cute boys come in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just going to figure out throughout this podcast that I'm kind of boy crazy. <laughs> just a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. I just think they're cute. Sometimes. <laughs> or no, it's not like, mm-hmm, mm, not a lot of them are that cute, but when they are cute. I think, I think that a lot of times people like see people in the streets and you're like, oh, that person's so cute. And then you have to talk about it because there's no other cute people. Yeah, but not only that, I feel like half the time that I see someone and I think they're cute, even if it's a girl, I'm like, oh, that person looks so pretty, like, or whatever. And then I think back and I look at them again and I'm like, was it just the moment? Like, just seeing them in a crowd of people? I think that all the time. Dude, the guy that I'm talking about kind of looks like... Do you know his name? No. He, like, literally, first time I came in, he literally begged me to give him my number. Did you? No. Okay. Well, that's good. Anyway. I mean, I like to look, and I like to flirt, but 
Well, there's always going to be boys and people. Besides that, I'm Gooch. Let's see. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, I was kind of thinking about saying this earlier, but I'm just going to say it now. Um, but next week, I am going to be getting my first tattoos. Oh, you're going? I'm going to Alabama. But yeah, since I'm only 17 and I can't get a tattoo in Georgia, we have to go to Alabama. So we're going to go to Alabama for the day. I'm just really excited. I've only ever really been to Alabama one time. Like, I've passed through it not that often, but I have before. But like, I've been there one time and that's when we got our little dog, Lady. So this is going to be the first time I've gone back there since we got her. So it's going to be fun and I'm excited. Anything fun that you're thinking about? I have a pack of oracle cards in my car. New ones? Yeah, oracle, not tarot. Ooh, like the there's this one girl on YouTube and she does videos like that and she always has oracle cards that she lays out. Like she does a spread somehow, but it's like an oracle card that's paired up with other tarot cards and stuff, the way she does it. Well, it's what really cool. I well, how I was thinking about incorporating it into tarot is like say I'm giving myself a reading or you a reading. If I have any yes-no questions, sometimes I can get really complicated asking, um, or, like, any general questions. Yeah. Like, I have a yes-no oracle, uh, tarot deck in my car. I want to get a, like, More um, in-depth. I want to get an astrological tarot mm. deck, uh, or oracle deck, or, like, something like that, because that could, like, help you know who's coming and leaving and stuff like that. That's cool. If you're really in touch with your guides and stuff, and I've lately, I have been, I've been incensing like crazy i need to practice more with my tarot like just figure out different ways to do spreads because honestly i didn't know that there was such a wide variety you know, of how people could I do incense spreads almost like daily like girl i've been trying to like I'm better practicing. myself and find more time and stuff like that to do stuff for myself once you do it feels good um, it feels really good to like because practice yeah and for like a really long time all i was doing was like waking up in the morning going to work going home and that's it like (laughs) literally that on repeat um but now I've been trying to do things that are like better for me like I guess so I really want to get more into that I was for a really long time but I'm glad you gave me those cards because I actually really freaking like them at first I wanted to get like a traditional tarot card because like a tarot card deck because I like the way that looked but it's kind of nice to have something that's more modern I yeah like and i love the artwork on it too um i have a couple of tarot decks we'll do some tarot stuff later if you want it'll be fun the russian sleep experiment Ooh. Ooh. mystical music chills everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you know what you from radioactive <laughs> well this is my episode it's ASMR. Hype. <laughs> yeah Whoa! Get into it. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> it's gonna be like totally lame now, and <laughs> no one's gonna think it's scary or spooky. It's still interesting like... to hear about, though. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. In the late 1940s, after World War II, Russia was still under control by Joseph Stalin. Oh mm. shoot! Hey, Pam! I just hit the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Pam. <laughs> 
On a secret military base, Russian researchers conducted a terrifying experiment on five Ooh. gulag prisoners. Gulag? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Really? But that's Wait, what don't says. they say, like, I'm trapped in the gulag or something? I don't know. Is that know. what it is? I really okay. don't know. All right. Couldn't tell you. Um, so let's talk about this experiment. Okay. Um, the five prisoners were to be kept in a tightly sealed room with each other mm-hmm. while a stimulant gas was continuously pumped in. Mm. Um, therefore, the only thing they inhaled after some time was some oxygen and lots of drugs. Um, kind of reminds me of Shameless where, like, you know, like, Frank is, like, huffing the glue with, with the, you know, in the bag. Dude. Except without the bag. Uh, and without the glue, it's, like, a stimulant gas. Mm. Um, but the goal of this experiment was to keep them awake for, like, 30 days, but of course, you know impossible mm-hmm. see how went, long they can stay awake for. yeah the, the goal was 30 days uh but things went south and they only stayed awake for 15 days that's still one long time yeah, actually only <laughs> four of them stayed Ooh, alive for 15 okay. days spoiler whoop, whoop. wait how many people started off again five. Oh, so only four of them stayed alive for 15 days spoiler <laughs> okay the five prisoners weren't too upset with this ex- this experiment considering they were promised freedom if they complied with all orders mm. so they were promised freedom for this so yeah uh i feel like gas me yeah oh, uh, i feel like a lot of people would like jump to that they'd be like oh i mean freedom yeah i'll do anything for freedom they're just pumping you with drugs and they probably didn't even really understand that either they probably didn't know that that was happening yeah well they probably just thought it was some experiment mm. where they had to stay up all night for days and days and days (laughs) okay um let's talk about this substance that was being used to keep them awake and then they're like little setup Mm -hmm. the original drug given to soldiers by the axis and allied forces was methamphetamines Oh. They used to keep soldiers, like, energized enough to fight and stay awake. Hmm. Yeah. So that was actually, like, something used. That's... Gotta blame the government for our... Drug addictions and yeah. overdoses. Um, Honestly, dude. Yeah. The government was constantly coming up with stronger stimulants to test on soldiers. So this is where our prisoners, like, come in. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, prisoners, whatever. We can test them. Yeah. Um, so the five gentlemen were locking in a room, or were locked in a room with preserved food, toilets, and beds. I also believe there were, like, books in there, too, you know, keep them occupied and stuff. Entertained. Yeah. Uh, they, the preserved food was even meant to last all of them a little over a month. I'm guessing, like, in case they didn't rationalize properly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, shoo! Rather over budget I get hungry. (laughs) I get hungry. Um, this is so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I haven't, like, I just know this case, like, briefly. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. everything about it, so I'm excited to actually hear about it. So, the room had microphones and thick, like, really, really, really thick. Like, thick. Because they have to be mm. sealed in tight. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you have to think, like, they're getting pumped in with this gas. 
It's kind of crazy to think. Like, if yeah. we can we backtrack to that for a second? Because you have to think we're getting pumped. Like, they're getting pumped, in, like, with this gas and oxygen. Like, a mixture just because you need that oxygen. That cannot be unhealthy at all. They're getting continuously pumped with this stimulant gas to keep them awake. There's no telling what that could do to you. Mentally, Like, physically. say they were to all, like, say everything would have worked out smoothly. Do you know, like, what kind of, like... PTSD. Yeah. These people must have been through a lot. Yeah, that's why, um, this is why we have scientists and stuff like that now to research this kind of stuff. We don't test on humans like that. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. Except we do. Um, (laughs) no, we don't. I don't think. I don't know. It's America. Maybe in some parts. This is America. Yeah, there's a lot of things we don't know about. Who knows? I only live in. Please. <clears throat> okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um. So the room had microphones and thick, like really thick glass windows. Some sources they, uh, some sources say they had cameras, but others say like high tech cameras like that weren't available at the time, like to monitor. Yeah. Anything really. So some say they have cameras, some say they don't, but they did have microphones, mm-hmm. and they had a way to see through the windows. So they did have a way to see. Um, some sources also say that, like, their behavior was monitored through two-way mirrors. So, like, some another source is also saying, like, there's could there there was a two-way mirror. So the possibility of a camera, a two-way mirror, and windows. Mm-hmm. A lot of possibilities here. <laughs> um. Their setup wasn't too bad. I see they had, like, really good intentions on, like, keeping them comfortable. But, like, a lot was just going to go wrong, and they should have known that. But, um, start, let's start with the first five days. Are okay. You, are you ready? Are you ready for the first five I days? Think. Uh, so the first five days, they were all, like, buddy-buddy, real talkative. Mm-hmm. And... They started talking about, like, their traumatic experiences together. They started getting really deep with each other and vulnerable and... Yeah, we still have to think about the fact that this is five days in awake, like... Yeah, like... Imagine how you act after staying up for two days. They're gonna have to sit with each other, all of, like, all of each other for, like, five days or 30 days. Yeah, and their mental states are already, like, compromised at this point. Yeah, so you have to, like, you have to really consider... They're opening up. They're, they're opening up. They want to get to know each other. Um, nothing weird was, like, really going on, though. They were really just talking. Just a bunch mm. of talking about traumatic experiences, which is later something which will always also be discussed. Um, but as the days went by, the conversations regarding their past experiences got darker. Mm. So these experiences that they were sharing were, like, a past experience that could have, like, landed them there past experiences that like um just anything just dark secrets they have like their history yeah like they're they all really opened up and they got extremely vulnerable and it got really really dark mm-hmm. um they like heard this stuff like through the microphones because the microphone picked up on just casual conversation and stuff like that yeah um after five days they begin to sulk and complain about how 
their lives led up to that very moment. Like, they all just started to, like, ah, moan and groan. They weren't... Be bitter They were it. no longer sharing their stories. They were all sulking together. Yeah. Um... And this is where paranoia begins. Mm. <sighs> what happens with sleep deprivation? The number one symptom of sleep deprivation is hallucinations. Mm. I don't know if that's true. But that makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. It happens. I feel like it'd be like um, um, dizziness, fatigue. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, um... So, the inmates stopped talking to each other altogether, like, entirely, um, and there was only the occasional whisper into the microphones for the people monitoring and them whispering to themselves. So, basically, um, all the microphones picked up on after about, like, five days is them whispering to themselves and whispering into the mon- like, in whispering into the microphones. Mm-hmm. So, they weren't talking to each other anymore. <clears throat> they weren't, like, at all. They cut. They stopped. Cut ties. The cut ties, yeah. When they whispered into the microphones, it seemed like they were sharing secrets of, like, other inmates. Hmm. So. Ooh. Yeah. So, that's why they were freaking paranoid. No mm-hmm. wonder they had every right they're to like, be. They're <laughs> like, I just shared every single detail about my life. And, like, on the fifth day of no sleep... The paranoia is setting in. You're like, oh, shoot, I got to share every, like, yeah, like, it, you're hallucinating. Yeah. Um, but this led researchers to believe they were trying to gain the trust and favoritism. Because, mm-hmm. you know, men aren't used to being vulnerable. Yeah. And so, like, all these men are doped up on drugs. <laughs> methamphetamines possibly i don't know what the specific drug was but um paranoia set in they're they're sharing their secrets and gaining favoritism this wasn't really news to the researchers because it was known that paranoia could come from five days without sleep like you're not sleeping for five whole days yeah i knew that (laughs) she sometimes i feel paranoid after like two days of no sleep (laughs) So, the researchers really wanted to determine whether their hallucinations and paranoia was from, like, lack of sleep or the stimulant. Because it could be, like, either or. Yeah. You're having your body pumped full of this chemical for five days. It has some side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the quietness and the occasional whispers lasted about four more days. So, I think we're about, like, around nine days. Um, yeah. On the ninth day, one of the prisoners began running around like a headless chicken mm-hmm. and screaming. And I On mean, what day again? Ninth. Ooh. So this is the ninth day of being pumped full of chemicals. Yeah. So um, on the ninth day, he was just running around like crazy and screaming and screaming and mm. screaming. Like, and not like, uh, don't get me wrong, not like the, uh, like, Ah, like it was like full blown screaming. It was screaming bloody murder. Yeah, he screamed for three hours straight until he completely lost his voice. Jeez. Three hours straight, like he didn't stop. He'd breathe, but he didn't stop. Hmm. That's it. Three hours straight, and all the other ones just sat there. Um. So even after he continued to scream, after he like lost his voice and stuff. Um, but the only thing that would come out was, like, little squeaks. 
every now and then. Like, that's how bad he, like, lost his voice. Um, hmm. Fun fact, actually, really sad fact, he <laughs> tore his own vocal cords. Ooh. Yeah, he, from screaming for three hours straight on stop, you can, you can do that. Especially screaming the way he was screaming. And then the fact that he's continuing to scream, it's just traumatizing what's the, the, the damage that's already done. Yeah. So what really freaked out the researchers was how the other prisoners reacted because they didn't react. That's really weird. So while he, well, this guy is, this prisoner is running around screaming um, until he can't scream anymore. They're just sitting there. Like, nothing's happening at all. But, eventually, another inmate started screaming. And while that was happening, two inmates began ripping pages out of books. They used their fecal matter to plaster the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, with the papers. Yes. Wow. They were like, we're not getting looked at. So this is what makes me believe um, there wasn't a camera. Mm -hmm. Because... They would have done something about the camera as well. It's probably just misinterpretation when, like, yeah. how the story is I think it stuff. really was just Windows, if it, I'm Yeah, being it honest. does make more sense for it to just be Especially windows. with the timing and stuff. Yeah. They probably only, like, I don't know. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what cameras were. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, eventually, the screaming had stopped, so they could no longer see the inmates, but microphones were still working. The next few days, there's nothing but silence. Mm. So after that little temper tantrum of the screaming and the ripping of vocal cords and poop windows. Plastered windows. Yeah. Um, went completely silence for a few days. That had to have took them experimenters yeah. for a loop. And the microphones were still working. Uh, the researchers were very confused when no sound came for three days, despite... Five people being in the room. Hmm. Um, but no one was dead. No. No one was dead because there seemed to be a proper amount of oxygen intake from what was being monitored. Hmm. Actually, the amount of oxygen seemed to have been the equivalent of five people doing consistent heavy exercising. That's how much oxygen was being taken in. Hmm. But in the but they're not doing that because in that case like the researchers would have heard a pant sigh grunt yeah sounds so they're just in taking all this extra oxygen for what yeah that is really for what weird. it's kind of weird it's very weird that's suspicious sorry if y'all hear my water bottle by the way it's really annoying I'm kidding it's mm. fine <laughs> on day fourteen the researchers were scared that their test subjects were dead or brain dead. Or, like, something, something had happened yeah. with the gas and like, stuff like that. Th- there was nothing coming. So, like, we went from day, f- uh, the first five days, everyone was really talkative, sharing some secrets, all that. Uh, d- to day nine, everyone was, you know... Turning on each turning other. Turning on paranormal. each other, yeah. Or paranormal, paranoid. They were getting really paranoid. Um, and then, after that, went completely... Su- no, 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 no started there was just a couple whispers and all that and then screaming poop windows and then complete silence by day by day 14 so lots happened within these two weeks um so to hopefully get a reaction from 
there these inmates they spoke over the intercom they announced we are opening the chamber to test the microphones step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom so they were like so like that's a deal i'm willing yeah. to take <laughs> um chances are this was probably a lie obviously i mean mm-hmm. it's the russian government back then they were very strict um but finally a voice was heard but it left the researchers terrified a prisoner goes quote unquote we no longer want to be freed yeah that's suspicious that's suspicious i would have been scared too i know they got like these people who were like held captive basically now they're like oh i'm good let's stay here with this information researchers broke out into debate and continued to debate up until they decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day Mm. before opening the doors they flushed out the stimulant and replaced it with fresh air and once the prisoners realized they heard Three different voices over the microphone begging for more of the gas. Begging. That's so weird. A couple even began to scream again. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so a couple even began to scream again. They sent soldiers inside to achieve the test subjects, and of course only four were alive. <sighs> but none of them were really alive. Four, just listen to why. So only four of them were alive. But the four that were still living were extremely mutilated. Mm. Researchers noticed that only five days worth of food was touched, meaning on the fifth day they literally ate nothing from there on out. And that could be like only four or three days because if they maybe ate a little more than they should have, anything. Um, There were also big chunks of meat clogging the drains and this accumulated four inches of bloody water. Hmm. Um, the chunks of meat weren't from the preserved food, but they came from the dead test subjects, thigh and chest. Ew. (laughs) The four remaining test subjects also had chunks of skin and muscle missing from their bodies. Mm. Their fingertips showed bone, which indicated that these were self-inflicted wounds. Their fingertips literally were down to their bones. And so they were literally like scratching and clawing at themselves that vigorously it's insane um the research the researchers figured it was self-inflicted but because of the big chunks missing they assumed it was by teeth not by hand so like mm-hmm. it's by hand but they were like figured originally it was by teeth but until they saw their hands Ew. yeah um they looked into the wounds and got a closer examination through this they discovered most if not all were self-inflicted the four remaining test subjects were also missing their um, abdominal organs below the rib cage. Wow. Their lungs, hearts, and diaphragms were still uh, were all still in place, but the majority of their skin covering their rib cage had been ripped off, exposing their lungs. As we know, that sounds crazy. How can someone live without their abdominal organs? They didn't. Mm. <laughs> their organs were still fully attached, just laid outside of their bodies. Huh. I can't even, like, imagine being these, like, in, not investigators, but, like, experimenters or whatever, or scientists and, like, walking into sea life. Yeah, like, they were living. 
and their bodies and like their organs were still attached but just hanging out like drying mm. but in the bloody water i guess um the researchers could see their digestive tract working Ew. <laughs> i know it's so nasty um but that's the thing they haven't been eating they've been eating themselves Ooh. <laughs> so how would they exactly because their digestive tract wouldn't have been working if they were eating yeah mm-hmm. after all this everyone refused to return to retrieve these subjects they were really really terrified as anyone would be that's kind of scary um, the screaming continued for the gas to be turned back on until it seemed like they had maybe fallen asleep when they were finally retrieved, they put up a huge fight. One Russian soldier was killed by having his throat ripped out. Ooh. Another was gravely injured by his testicles being ripped off and a major artery in his thigh being bit by an inmate. Oh my god. Yeah, they're like, when I say they put up a fight, they're, they're out for blood. So they were fighting each other? No, they were fighting the Russian soldier. They were trying to retrieve these subjects because they were like, this oh, has so gone too far. Oh, so the soldiers were getting yes. killed? Oh, my the God. Inmates. Wow. Um, in total, five soldiers lost their lives, if you count the ones that committed suicide after this experiment. Mm. Um, during this fight, one of the test subjects' spleens ruptured, and to no one's surprise, he bled out almost instantly. In an attempt to save him, the researchers tried to sedate him. He was injected with ten times the normal amount of morphine, and he was still fighting. Ten times the normal amount. So basically all those drugs had, like, given them some sort of immunity. That's how drugs works. Well, <laughs> you I get mean, immune. you see what drugs do to some people. Yeah, so. that's why um, that's why a lot of people consider everything to be gateways, because, like, once you stop feeling the effects of this substance... You're gonna move on to the next. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not... The thing is, it depends on how smart you are, really. But that's generally how it goes. Yeah. So when the doctor was trying to help him, the, he broke the doctor's ribs and the arm. Uh, wow. his, heart, heart, his heartbeat uh, went on for two more minutes after bleeding out. And the researchers noticed that there was more air in his vacu- vascular system than blood. So he was missing a lot of blood. Oh. Uh, Before he bled out, he begged and begged and fought until he got weaker and weaker. The survivors were heavily restrained and the two with their vocal cords still intact continued to beg for the gas. So um, I'm pretty sure the fourth one just like one one of the four just died. Mm -hmm. So the one that had his vocal cords ripped out or he ripped his own vocal cords by screaming Mm-hmm. He's still alive. Yeah. And then there's two other ones that can talk. Mm-hmm. The most injured of the three was immediately operated on. The sedatives weren't working until they upped the dosage a little over the normal amount. As soon as his eyes began to flutter, he flatlined and died instantaneously. His autopsy report claims that he had three times the amount of oxygen in his bloodstream. So you see what I'm saying? There's too much oxygen in their How bloodstream. But they were being pumped with gas. Um, when he put up a fight, he broke nine of his own bones, so he was, like, like a mutant at this point. He mm-hmm. broke nine of his own bones and was still trying to fight. The second survivor 
which is one of the uh, which is the one who tore his own vocal cords by screaming. He couldn't um, object to surgery. He aggressively shook his head when they brought the anesthetic near him. So like he was trying to refuse surgery, but he technically couldn't. Yeah. Uh, but once they suggested surgery without the anesthetic, he so- he shook his head yes. Ooh. Yeah, it was a six-hour procedure which he had no reaction to besides occasionally locking eyes with a nurse and smiling. When the surgery was over, he began to wheeze and attempt to talk. The doctor quickly grabbed a notepad and he wrote, Keep cutting. (laughs) I know, right? That's scary. Ah! Okay, so the last patient also requested no anesthetic besides a paralytic that was injected for the duration of the surgery. Guess what this sucker did? What? He laughed throughout the entire of his, like, entirety of his surgery. This is a different... Um... Yeah. Oh. So, uh, the doctor deemed it impossible to perform with a laughing patient, so once the paralytic kicked in, he was only able to follow the doctor with his eyes. Of course, because these guys are some sort of, like, demigods, the paralytic wore off abnormally fast, so of course he tried breaking his bonds again. Um, the movement... Both patients could... The the moment both patients could speak again, they began to beg for the gas. So now they can both speak again. Woo! (laughs) Uh, The doctors tried to get answers from them, but they only said they must stay awake. The survivors remained restrained as they figured out what to do with them. They considered euthanizing the inmates. (laughs) They literally took it to the extent they were like, should we just kill these guys? Like, what the heck? This isn't okay. (laughs) At that point, I would want to kill them. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of scary. Um, The researchers were being scolded by the military for failing the goal, but a commanding officer wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. Researchers heavily objected, but of course were overruled. The two survivors continued struggling and fighting up until they were informed that they were being put on the gas. They had an intense desire to sleep, obviously, but of course they continued to fight it. One of the inmates was humming very loudly while the mute inmate was... Oh, I guess he didn't get his voice back. Anyways, the mute inmate was straining his legs, trying to break his bonds. They were hooked up to EEGs to monitor their heart rates and health. And, like, occasionally they would just flatline. Like, it was was nothing, though. Like, they would just come back. So they were just, like, flatline on and off on the way back. Um... It seemed like they were experiencing, like, brain death before returning back to normal. Like, some sort of brain death. I don't know. Hmm. Um, the so mu- they were going brain dead for a while and then coming right back. Yeah, I guess. I guess it kind of makes sense, though, because if they're being pumped full of drugs, I mean, that's kind of what happens whenever people are trying to save you in the yeah. hospital anyway. So, I guess they can't die. <laughs> in theory. Um, the mute test subject slowly slipped into a deep sleep. As soon as the EEG monitor picked up the deep sleep, he immediately flatlined. Uh, for the last time, the commander gave the order to close the chamber with three researchers and with one dead subject, one dead subject and the other who continuously screamed. One of the researchers weren't too fond of this and shot the commander in the head and the dead test subject as well. (laughs) He was like, I'm not going in there, and just shot the commanding officer, shot the dead test subject. Um, and this is when he pointed the gun at the remaining subject, in a panic, and he yelled, What are you? I must know. Test subject smiled and said, Have you forgotten so easily? We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all. 
begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> we are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher lost his marbles and just <laughs> shot him. Ooh. Like, he literally just, he was like... I mean, I would too imagine having some sort of... Yeah, no, forget that. ...freaking sinister creature standing in front um, of you like that. But that wasn't his last words. His Ooh. last words were, so nearly free. I just wanted to end this story by saying it is an urban legend slash creepypasta, but there are some beliefs that the story is actually true. There's just no actual physical evidence of the records, but it's been passed down that it's happened, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know how those things go. Um, it's not able to be found in the files of Russia in the 1940s, but then again, this was supposed to be a very secretive experiment, but it all went wrong so who would keep the files yeah and especially if it was something like that that like that sounds a bit illegal all right so I like i'm sorry that. that i got you guys all excited thinking that was something yeah. that was real i mean hey there's this possibility time, it's a really good story something I mean, this like whole time i thought that that story was 100 percent real um so whenever i heard that it was like kind of like undocumented it's not I mean, as of right now, it's not a real story. Yeah. There's no, like, it's proof that it really happened. a good story, though. Yeah, it's a good story. It's, and it's nice to, like, hear about it and, like, I guess it Don't do drugs. your mind thinking. Don't. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Don't do drugs. That's the... That's the... Moral of the story. <laughs> yep. Don't do drugs. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I guess a lot of it does make sense. I don't... Do you think it really happened? Um, no. I mean, yes, no. It does I don't know. There's no way of knowing. Maybe it's based off I think, of the truth. I think there's a possibility, but I think there's also a possibility it didn't, because it was a back then type of thing. Back then, if I had a failed experience or experiment, I wouldn't put it on record. Yeah. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to Grim Sessions. You can follow us on Instagram at Grim Sessions podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we actually just changed our cover art, so go look at that. We changed our cover art last week, and we posted a picture about it. We'll also be posting pictures regarding these cases, so. Yes, yeah, so stay tuned if you guys are interested to see, I guess, the faces behind the stories we tell. Yep. So, yeah. All right. I hope you guys stay tuned, and um, peace out. Yeah. Yeah, just Bye. peace out. <laughs>